everybody, and welcome to the Midnight Snuggie Hour. We're back. Yay. I've been away for a while. So, I'm sorry I missed everybody. Um, Welcome to the show. I am your host, DJ Cass, Sean O'Mac, however you know me. Um, So, hey, we got a couple things we got to talk about. Uh, some major stuff has happened since uh, we've been gone. One of which is uh, end of an era. Uh, Vince McMahon has resigned from the WWE. And look, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to champion Vince McMahon. And I'm not going to villainize him either. Vince McMahon was a very... um, He took the WWE to what it is. And whether you love him or you hate him, the man made the sport of professional wrestling everything that it is today and look there there's long story short WWE doesn't survive without Vince McMahon and we probably don't have these other wrestling federations without Vince McMahon there's no WCW without Vince McMahon because Ted Turner's not going to take that chance without seeing what the sport of professional wrestling was. There's no AEW. There, you know, there's just. I can't. Like I said, how it ended, you can. I, I don't agree with it. And you can love or hate whatever you want about it. I'm not here to tell you how to feel. But Vince McMahon is responsible for all the. Is, I mean, he took an event and made it feel like a rock and roll show he gave us people like Hulk Hogan again you don't like Hulk Hogan it's fine but Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon were money together you had all these larger than life characters because of Vincent McMahon Vincent K McMahon so it's truly just you know and it was time it, it was time it was probably time a long time ago for Vince to step aside and now we got Triple H and I look forward to seeing where professional wrestling goes and that leads me into I'm going to talk about this more with our special guest today um he is a good friend of ours he is also the host of Wake and Bake we have Schwartzy on the show tonight and he's going to come talk to us so I'm looking forward to talking to Schwartzy um some of the other big things that happened while we were gone in the sport, uh, sport of wrestling, actually, is uh, Ric Flair had his last match. Nature Boy put an end to a great career. Um, you know what? Maybe not the most reputable, again, people outside the ring, but look, no one had the career that Ric Flair had, and there's not going to be another Ric Flair and it's just crazy that that has all happened in a two-month span between Vince and Ric Flair. Ric Flair, again, he was a, you know, he was a celebrity back back in the day and remains still to this day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he made being a bad guy cool. And I know Schwartz is going to have um, some opinions on it, especially because, well, Schwartz's finishing maneuver is the figure four. So, I mean... Interested to talk to Schwartz and get his take on those two topics. Um, 
We're going to talk to him here in a second, but before we do, I'd like to thank a couple of our sponsors. First of all, I'd like to thank the guys at Pro Wrestling Edge, Dan O'Mac and the guys. You can check them out every Tuesday. You can also check out Dan's Edge of the Mind podcast, which he drops every Wednesday. We'd also like to thank our friend Angela Reister at Violent Femmes Conceptions. If you're looking for that hot new t-shirt, you can look up her and her company on Facebook right now. And we'd also like to thank Vinny Radlock, who supports our show still. Uh, He's got a couple great things Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. He's got a bunch of different stuff. You can check him out on the Twitch. And last but not least, we're going to talk to him, but we got to thank him. And that is our uh, The Wake and Bake. You can catch them, and you can catch Swartzy doing those misconnections and all the other fun stuff and hang out by the water cooler. That's every Monday through Thursday starting at 9. But speaking of Schwartzy, I believe we got him on the line right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, right now we have a fan favorite of the show. He needs no introduction, but we're going to give him one anyways. He's the long dong samurai, the big sizer MacGyver. MacGyver, sorry. He is don't, our homie. Don't, don't our, fuck it up. I know. I'm, I'm blowing it. I'm blowing it. Don't, don't blow he, the spot. He's our player, our baby boy, and most importantly, he's one of my good homies. Ladies and gentlemen, Schwartzy. Hello, homie. Hello, player. How's it going? Good. How are you today, buddy? Not too bad. Not too bad. Just hanging out. Maybe I'll tuck it back in. I don't know. So for those of you at home, me and uh, Schwartzy are wearing our matching uh, visors and sunglasses, although... I'm more looking more like a PC principal from uh, South Park right like, now. We got a twins thing going here, and you yes. you can be Arnold Schwarzenegger skis. I'll be Danny DeVito. I am going to take these off though right now. But, <laughs> it's uh, not that easy. You it's, see? it's not. It's hard being Schwartzy. It's hard being a player out there. So it's, it's not. A, it's not easy being out in these streets. So before we get into the interview, I just want to take a minute, and I'm sorry, I'm going to get mushy on everybody right now, but I just want to personally say just. This is not just a normal interview for me. Schwartzy is one of my very good friends. Very honored to know him and his lovely wife, wife Randy West. Yes. And I just want you guys to, that you know this, but I just want to tell the world just how important you are to me, Schwartzy, and how much we appreciate everything you do for the Snuggie Hour. Oh, no, don't do that. Oh, I appreciate so, you. But so we got you on here. So, just in case people may be new to Schwartzy, give us a little background on the beginnings of Schwartzy, as you will. What do you want? To, do you want me to take you all the way back? Or take you want, us you all the take us all the way back. Take you all the way back. Uh, I am a, I am a professional wrestler coming up on about sixteen, seventeen years of, of active in ring competition. Uh, seventeen, uh, seventeen in August. Uh, yes. It's August now. Holy shit. I smoked <laughs> way too much. Uh, so, so 17 years coming up in uh, in a couple of days here. The 12th, August 12th, will be my wrestleversary. Um, trained by old-timer Jeff King. Wow. Uh, then I was trained by uh, – I was trained and fully trained, and then I got a secondary training skis from uh, American Kickboxer. I've been active under uh, multiple different uh, gimmicks, personas, um, 
most things people who are medicated for, uh, professional wrestling just lets me act accordingly, which is strange. But uh, I've done that, and now I find myself uh, in the most successful phase of my career, uh, Schwartzy. Schwartzy here. Our favorite, our favorite homie, Schwartzy. The other, the other couple guys didn't make too much money, <laughs> so Schwartzy had to rear his ugly head. <laughs> so then, recently you just you just came back, but and we'll get to that in a second. But how did you find, or where did your start of uh, love for deathmatch wrestling begin? So, uh, actually, before I had even met Randy, a lot of people think that uh, my love for deathmatch wrestling skis had happened when I met Randy. That is not true. That is a bold-faced lie. I've actually enjoyed deathmatch wrestling for quite some time. Uh, When you are raised by the American kickboxer as part of the Rage Dojo, as we are known, um, uh, we were also around a lot of very famous uh, deathmatch wrestlers that all of you might know. Some of you might know... um, Drake Younger, Scotty Vortex, guys like that. Uh, they were also part of my dojo, different class, a couple years ahead of me, obviously. But, uh, you know, I was raised around deathmatch wrestling and was going out to CZW, Combat Zone Wrestling Events, for quite some time. I worked at um, Insanity Pro Wrestling oh, here wow. in, in Indianapolis, my first, my first couple years in the business. And they were big uh, fans of uh, stuff you see at IWA and CZW, guys like John Moxley. I was fortunate enough to work with John Moxley before he ever mm-hmm. held a contract um, around a lot of good people. So uh, I have been around Deathmatch Wrestling for quite some time. I would say around uh, 2008 was when I really started to delve in and enjoy Deathmatch Wrestling. My first take at Deathmatch Wrestling was actually... Uh, wrestling for IWA Mid-South. I wrestled um, that son of a bitch, Ian Rotten, <laughs> in a, uh, in a uh, Taipei death match. Uh, it was very enjoyable. There was a barbed wire bat involved for whatever reason. That was strange. But uh, I had my first Taipei death match. He seemed to have told the crowd what a gener- uh, generally good job I did. So uh, that would be my first dabble. And then uh, I found myself as one of the prince of the death matches. Uh, you hear often, we are the bastards of IWA Mid-South. Uh, all the princes. <laughs> We've all, we all somehow get treated like dog shits. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but we won nonetheless. Uh, Carver, Carver, if you get him to muffle out a few words, he'll even say, we're the damn bastards of this goddamn thing. <laughs> But uh, which allowed me to participate in King of the Death matches as well. So, just recently, you you took a little break ski, if you will, from deathmatch wrestling. And I did. You just started back up. One of one of which was uh, against Satu Jin recently at. Uh, never heard of him. <laughs> never heard of. Never heard of the guy. <laughs> never heard. <of> him. <laughs> at uh, Deathmatch Circus. Inked in Blood 2, Dead by Dawn, and uh, you kind of went viral a little bit <laughs> on Twitter for uh, something I did that not happened catch during any that such ma- virus. <laughs> don't tell anybody that I caught a virus. I don't care if I'm married. <laughs> but yeah, you uh, you did a diving elbow drop off the uh, busky. Oh, yes! Yes, so I was told. I was half in the bag. Um, <laughs> yeah, that happened. I, 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 there was a bus... 
A lot of professional wrestlers were saying, I, I wish to dive off this thing. I'm going to jump off this thing. I'm going to do this goddamn thing. And uh, it was a two-day event, Sean. And day one had passed. And everyone talked that shit. Nobody did it. So I did. And then I got back to the locker room and everyone said, oh, I was going to do that. Sure they well, were. Everybody's going to do it until they don't. And did it for myself. Um, one of the things I shared, I shared this with you, uh, personally when one time we were hanging out and, uh, I would like to share this story with everybody else that Schwartz has been a part of a lot of firsts for me and my life. And so naturally <laughs> with our first show back, we, we had to have the man himself as our, on the interview. But what a lot of people don't know is my very first live death match involved Schwartzy. Oh, no. Oh, no. Which one was that? Which one uh, did you... You and Josh Crane. Oh! Back oh, at... Uh, that, Buddha... that was the one that made me take a break, skis. <laughs> yeah, I, I back at uh, Boot 'em Up was my very first uh, live... My uh, first of second... First of two death matches that I ever seen. And it was funny because it was you and Randy both were parts of uh, the first two death matches I've ever seen live oh, in wow. person. That wasn't John Moxley and uh, Kenny Omega. No, no, it was not. It was little old me and Josh Crane, uh, two rage dojo gentlemen. Yeah, well, that was a bloody violent match. Uh, panes of glass. You know, yes. it wasn't just regular light tubes. There was the, I, I don't believe there was any light tubes. I don't believe there was anything but panes of glass, and we, we just, we just went through a lot of them. Yes, <laughs> just a lot of them. It was a long night. I I will not dispose the end of the night, but let's just say that it got entertaining about that too. But I I'll tell you about that part because I don't know if you remember that after uh, we're off the air. Well, yeah, some off the air. You yeah. don't tease the people with off the air stuff. Uh, we gotta tease them just a little and then take it away. Little slap and tickle. Never yes. Heard. So you were doing the deathmatch thing. You took a break. Then while you were taking a break from it, you uh, took on Kenny Urban actually back at Bumps in the Night. I did. And one of my one of my favorite promos still. <laughs> we still love you, Kenny and Goose. I love you, Kenny. I love you, Goose. But still one of my favorite promos. So. You guys had a great match at uh, Bumps in the Night, but then you guys ended up as a tag team. How did that come about? Well, we found out we liked the same drugs, so that... <laughs> that always helps. That's it. End of speech, Ron Swanson. Like, that's it. <laughs> I don't have much on it. Uh, you know, I wrestled Kenny. Uh, he was getting a very big loud mouth with me, so I had to slap it around. And then once I checked that fool, I realized he wasn't that much of a fool. He was actually a really good homie. And um, we got really fucked up. And then two days later, uh, we decided that uh, we were like, well, I don't know how we woke up here, but we should be a tag team. And uh, funny story, true story. I will tell you a true story. Uh, this is a shoot. Fear and Loathing, the tag team name was actually uh, created by... Believe it or not, Kevin Nash. Oh, wow. Yes. Kevin Nash gifted that name through, um, through a friend of his. 
uh, CK3 over at the Skull and Bones School who helped develop us as a team. Uh, that name came from Kevin Nash. Oh, wow. So, and now you guys are the current Flophouse Tag Team Champions. It's true. And I know the booker. Yeah, I know the booker too. Nice nice fellow. He's aight. <laughs> so, uh, we were talking a little bit too um, about Flophouse today and uh, I told you that uh, I was watching some of, some back of uh, from Mo Money, More Problems and uh, TJ Myers, someone, yes. that, someone that I really enjoy and he's a uh, He's a friend of Wake and Bake. And He's a handsome little talent, yes. isn't he? Yes. He is very impressive. Good. Very good. I Cole thought... Radrick even told him after the match. Oh, yeah. Him good, and Cole Radrick put on kid. a show. Um, One thing I did want to talk to you about because, well, your finishing maneuver is the figure four. Yes. And I would be remiss that Ric Flair must have been somewhat of an influence on your life. Big time. And Mr. Flair just had his final match last week. Uh, yes. What, what is your feelings on, you know, Ric Flair calling it a career after all this long? I mean, it's time to call it a career, but what a career it was. Um, I love Ric Flair. I love I know he's done some terrible things, but in the ring, I'm I'm strictly speaking the performer, the legacy, the I don't know Ric Flair personally. I'm not trying to tell I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I love Ric Flair personally. Probably tell me to go fuck myself. I don't know. Uh I just don't know. But I do know his in ring career and I love Ric Flair, the in ring performer skis. I love his professional wrestling, uh tenured career. It is the best career. Uh, it is the best complete professional wrestling career to date. Because there are still greats going. They're still going. Even Sting's still going. That's but amazing, man, too, let this, alone. <laughs> this man is done. I mean, truly done. Uh, you could see it in his eyes in the match. That he was done. Uh, this was it. He doesn't want to do this again. He wishes he could, but he doesn't want to. But um, his career is complete. He has the best complete career from start to finish skis that you will see in professional wrestling. He has had an incredible tenure. Uh, a lot of people have say what they want about his last match. Uh, he shouldn't be wrestling. He should be wrestling. Blah, 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 blah. It wasn't for you. It wasn't for any of us. It was a pleasure and a privilege if you saw it that way. But it was not for us. Uh, fuck any of you that think uh, that was for you. That was for Ric Flair. For everything that he has given the business. For everything that he has given up. For every uh, everything that he has done. Uh, that was for him. He wanted it. It is his right. It is his privilege. It is his... It is his right to go out the way he wants to go out. And if he wasn't ready with Shawn Michaels, or if he feels he fucked it up by coming back to wrestling after Shawn Michaels and he needed a do-over, well, guess what? That's on Ric Flair. He's been around a long time. He's influenced a lot of careers. He's put a lot of people over. He's done a lot of good things. 
He's created a lot of value on a lot of inanimate objects. I love Ric Flair. He, there will definitely not be another Ric Flair. There will never be another Ric Flair. I love Ric Flair very much, and he has, and that's I. I started emulating my Ric Flair in the ring years ago because, first of all, you're going to see a lot of people do their all all their Ric Flair tributes and all this stuff, and that's great because he's done, and what have you. But I'm I'm telling you right now, I did it because I truly believed what he does in the ring is great. That no matter how you perceive Schwartzy, if you can wrestle like Ric Flair or even part, like half of Ric Flair, you can, you're something. You are something special. The other big news coming out during the hiatus that we had, big wrestling news, and we touched on it earlier, um, an end of not only an era, but just an end of that we didn't think we were going to see soon, and that is Vince McMahon, the man that, pretty much single-handedly made the <laughs> WWE what it was. Has, oh, yes. Has retired from the sport. Um, yes. I just wanted to get your thoughts not only on that, but where you just kind of think the WWE is going to go in general. I Okay, okay. Uh, so let me plug this real quick. Real quick. I'm doing watch-alongs now as, as uh, we're actually doing one right after this recording that we're doing. I'm doing watch along, so I will be able to comment. I'm going to publicly comment oh. on professional wrestling on my Twitch channel. Uh, you know, these these will be random and sporadic. Just follow me on social media for when those happen. But um, you know, I will I will give opinions like this on the show. But uh, you're asking a very interesting question because I believe that the next two to three years for the WWE are going to be some of the most very interesting years that they're ever going to have. If this truly takes, if this truly is a um, a new regime moving in, for whatever reason, um, this is going to be the most interesting two to three years. My man, uh, my man and his lady are already swinging dong. Uh, if you've watched the last week of man, wrestling, he's, he's kind of came in and turned it down his ear. The SummerSlam happened. It's like, oh, it oh. Everyone's just hanging dong now. Yes. It's very nice. It's like, oh, I got this. Oh, you thought that was it? No, I got more. Listen, Vince McMahon did a lot of great things for, for professional wrestling. Uh, he, he developed it to where, where it is now and to a degree, uh, you know. But uh, sometimes... It, it the same regime was there too long. The same ideas were there too long. The same it was just it was just too long of this thought process, you know. After the Attitude Era, after certain things like that, you have to start. You have to you have to constantly evolve everything that you do. That's business. And uh, there were certain certain areas and certain things they weren't evolving in. And now it's like someone took a big old evolution gun. And they're shooting it at everything, and, and it's just things are going to happen. Uh, Dakota Kai got her job back. Uh, I like her. Karrion Cross got his job back. Uh, like these are people that were let go, and now they have the job back right on the spot. We, a week into this new thing, uh, these are major changes, and they want you to know these are not subtle. They want you to know. So how are you, the next two to three years is going to be super enjoyable. 
Uh, AEW was 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 good to be birthed in the era of Vince McMahon because um, it's something different. It's not the same as WWE, but they would have had a much harder time gaining traction skis if they were competing against uh, the creative minds of uh, Triple H and Stephanie McMahon's regime and uh, Nick Khan, oh, yeah. I believe. You know, it's going to be different. Oh, yeah, because I feel... You're going to see some stuff. Yeah, because I feel like... I think you'll see Johnny Gargano back. I could see that, too. I think now that Triple H is in charge, a lot of the stuff that you thought maybe was off the table, I think now comes back on the table because of Triple H's track record. It's going to be very good stuff. Um, Yeah. They, they they gave him a little toy to play with called NXT once upon a time. And we all saw that. Women's wrestling's going to thrive under that uh under that regime too. Not going to, the, I mean look, look what they did at SummerSlam. They immediately opened it up focusing on the women's division. Yes. And God bless. And not only that, but I think now this is kind of the maybe the fire lit back under Tony Khan too that he needs. As far as okay, you can't just rest on this anymore. You had well, something even going he knows. good. I believe I believe even Tony Khan knows he's he's just new to the game. Yep, and he's, he's got it. Triple H is a professional wrestler that's been around in all major money making eras of professional wrestling. It's you can't compete with knowledge that that is earned and obtained. You can't compete with that. You can't you can't fake going through all that. So. Uh, you've got some great minds, but at the same time, what one product is offering is very different from the other product, and that's and that's a very good thing too. So I just want to go back because you brought up women's wrestling, and well, you happen to be she doesn't only wrestle women, but you're married to another feral feral fellow. I can speak today, I promise. I'm sorry, guys. Don't know her. Never heard of her. Uh, RPW's Rust Belt champion right now, Miss Randy West. Huh? Huh? Who? Who? Who's that? I don't know. Randy I, I, I was told she's uh Yes, that's my wife, Randy West. She, I heard she's the toughest broad in the world and the mother of all mothers in this mother. This is true. You seem to have it down. If I dispute it otherwise, I'll find myself on the uh, wrong Coming down with the stairs. Come down with the stairs. Case of the stairs. Ah, oh, domestic violence is only funny when it happens to Schwartzy. Um, what is it like not only to be with somebody that is in the uh, same uh, sport as yourself, but not only that, but as a fellow deathmatch wrestler, do you, do you still get nervous when she goes out there and does deathmatches? Of course. Of course. She almost died. Uh, earlier this year at Horror Slam, if you remember that, yes, she, uh, that was that was not good times. Nice... Yeah, I, I genuinely get scared all the time, but that's, I mean, that's having. I, it's just, it's. I don't know what to tell you. It's part. Of, you at some point, you have to come to terms with that shit, and you have to be cool with it because this is what she wants to do. This is what she loves to do. She's very good at it. Um. You have to respect a person's lifestyle and wishes to a degree. So uh, that's where we're at. And when you love somebody, you let them do what they do as best you can. But uh, 
uh, <laughs> you know, I still I still give her the business sometimes, you know. She she wanted <laughs> funny story when she took the nasty spill at Horror Slam, she she basically took a head first fall, top of her dome, cracked it wide open off the apron to the outside on a concrete floor. We get to the uh, hotel <laughs> or the the hospital and they tell her, okay, you know what? You're actually not terrible. You've got a little bit of a concussion skis, and you've got a little bit of this, and we'll stitch you up, and we'll get you going. But uh, overall, you'll be okay. Uh, the do- We were relieved. The doctor left, and I immediately looked at her and go, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> you ever do that again? <laughs> you know what? Like, we still, you st- when you care about someone, when you love someone, you still check them. When they're being reckless. Yes. But uh, when you are with a deathmatch wrestler, you have to. It's hard to see what, what is reckless and what is the job. Well, and I can only imagine because it's like you guys, as my friends, I worry about you guys enough that, you know, you, you go out there and do what you do and that you love, but you all do it safely and come back. Yes. I mean, and that's just being friends with somebody. Being married like, to a person—that's like right a whole now, I don't level. do this. I don't do this like other people. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was in a death match. I still have little pieces of glass pushing themselves to the surface of my arms. Like it's—it's uh, <laughs> it's what they do on a little level. It, it, it hurts. It's, it, it impales your body. It, it, it gets. It, it's no it's a joke. whole <laughs> thing, and it's and it's and they're all trying to outdo each other. And there's these grand weekends where there's like five matches apiece. And there's and there's camping involved or some shit. And it's great, but like these people are, you know, so Randy has these big weekends sometimes and I, I you just worry. I do worry. That's when I worry the most is when these and, – and I have friends too, uh, Hoodfoot, our student. Yeah. Hoodfoot, uh, he does, he's going real hard. And you saw recently he was sidelined. He just came back last week. Uh, as this recording is taking place. So do you guys have a rule where it's like, okay, <laughs> if something bad, or even as long as you can, call me as soon as you're done, let me know you're okay. Yes, yeah, oh, big time. Uh, I I absolutely require a call when we are in different states or anything like that, and uh, we are not together and she has a death match. She has to absolutely... Just give me a little ring right after the match. Let me know she's okay. It doesn't require this whole conversation. She doesn't have to run the match down. She does a lot, but uh, she'll tell me that she'll call the whole thing. She'll tell me everything that happened as if it just fresh in her mind. But uh, you know, I just require, uh, hey, I'm okay. Uh, hey, I'm a uh, little tech skis. But yes, uh, you know, that's uh, you got to check in. <coughs> Is there anybody? That uh, is on not only sh- you're you're in Randy's bucket list of intergender tag teams that you guys would like to face. I'd like to. Uh, I don't know. I I don't really have a bucket list of of things like that uh, intergender wise. I'll I, all comers. I want to wrestle them all. Schwartzy wants them all, baby. I just want them all. There's no, there's no, I've been intergender wrestling for quite some time. I'm, I'm not the only one, but I've been doing it longer than, than a lot of people know. You know, Randy and I, 
So wrestling, I don't know. We were Randy and I were tagging for a while, and that kind of went under the radar because I tried to bring it up to people, and they go, oh, "We had no idea." Well, we we were a tag team for uh, two and a half years while she was uh, getting her injury together. When Randy didn't know if she was going to uh, quit when she thought she had an injury, uh, we we kind of prolonged the the process because she didn't want to get it looked at. By forming a tag team, and we tagged, we did a lot of, we tagged all over the country. We even tagged at Hood Slamskis a couple of times. I mean, you've had, I know too, uh, you've had some very good singles matches. A couple notable ones that I've, I've actually got to see. You took on Gregory Irons. You yes. had a, you had what was probably one of my favorite matches. You and uh, Jake Chris in Chicago. Oh, was, thank you. Was one of my favorites just because you you two I respect I mean I respect the work you both do, especially Jake Chris and you, you know, being my friends. So that one was probably one of the matches I hold dear to my heart other than the uh first time I saw you compete in deathmatch was your match with Jake Chris. Is there someone that you haven't got to wrestle yet that you're like, Man, I'd really like to get in the ring with this person? Yes. Yes, there is. Uh-oh. There's somebody that I want to wrestle very bad. There's somebody I want a big old slice of. It was supposed to happen once. Never happened. I want the Danhausen. He wants the Danhausen. I want the goddamn... I want the goddamn... I'm swearing. Tell him I'm swearing. Tell that motherfucker I'm swearing. Danhausen, are you listening? Shorts, he wants you. I want the Danhausen. I've I've been racking my brain on this for a minute. I want the Danhausen, and I want him good. I want him firm, and I want him strong, and I want him here, and I want him now. I want him in his whole ever-loving figure. Bring it. So if any, I want the, the Danhausen. We got any promoters out there listening? Schwartzy wants the Danhausen. Let's make this happen. Not playing games. I want the Danhausen. So, Schwartzy, we got to be letting you go soon. But I want to get into the other reason we have you here. Yes. You have your own show. It's every Monday through Thursday on the Twitch in the mornings at 9 a.m., now, just to give a little backstory, and I'm going to let you talk about it. This started as a Tuesday night thing, Better Days with Schwartzy. Yes. And then just kind of give us the give the people the evolution of what was Better Days that moved into uh, Wake and Bake. Booker, you want to tell them? Yeah, we tried to just we tried to get Booker, Booker try- for the Snuggy Hour. He big time. I'm does. trying to get. He's, he wasn't. He wouldn't answer back because he's an <laughs> asshole. He Good big time does. He nasty. said, "I'm book." He's like, "Do you know who I am? I am Booker from the Wake and Bake. We are too big. I am too big for your dog shit podcast." That's it. He's he's even too big for his dog shit podcast. It's <laughs> kind of crazy. Uh, no, we started uh, last November. Better days, just me and apparently the dog. Uh, in the evenings, doing a little show with an interview. We interviewed people. We had a good time. We talked about stuff. Uh, we just kind of tried to find some things to speak on. And then uh, people really wanted more, and they said, uh, please, please try the morning. You should try that. And I realized there was a lot of podcasts in the evening, so I said, I'll try the morning. I, in, in fact, I have a broadcasting degree, believe it or not. It's a 
true that's a shoot to have a degree in broadcasting oh yeah i i and, think we uh, actually talked about that the one time yeah so i said well i could do morning radio let me try that and uh i said okay let's try that what are you I'm telling him the story booker stop <laughs> it uh i'm telling them i'm getting to that so I said I could I said maybe I could do this. It started as a day. Then I said, let's tackle four days. Uh obviously you have to find a lot of material to talk about. You have to figure out what you're going to do. You have to line some things up. And over time, uh Monday through Thursday at 9 a.m. on Twitch, we all get together for a little smoke session. You don't have to smoke to be a part of it, but it's good to hang out by the water cooler at 9 a.m. We, we just accept all hang everybody. out. We have a good conversation. <laughs> on Mondays, we do misconnection skis. I go on to uh, Craigslist and I read people's misconnections. Those are it's very sexual. We even got uh, we even got some of the Flophouse people the one day to get in on the misconnections. It's true. It's true. The day after Flophouse, we have people in the studio. So <laughs> I uh, I put them to work, and I. Uh, it's nice. We had uh, Remington Roar and Gigi Jacobs and Randy West and uh, the Hoodfoot, and they uh, they read the various cities that they are from. They read the misconnections. So Schwartzy, we're gonna got to be letting you go. Uh, you're about to start your watch along, but tell the people out there if they're not already, where can they find you on social media? You can find me on all my bullshit at uh, at Schwartzy. Mm-hmm, that's right, two M's and H and two M's. Schwartzy. Mm-hmm, at uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. I don't really care for that thing anymore. I hate it. I'm on it all the time. I, I hate the things that I'm on the most. Fucking Facebook. I always wonder how we survived before Facebook. There was a way we did, but I, I don't know how. I don't wish to speak about it. <laughs> Um, boo, boo, uh, boo, Facebook, but, uh, fa- don't tell Facebook. I said that <laughs> we I love need you, that. Facebook, Facebook. I love you, Facebook. I love you, Goose. I love you, Kenny, but, uh, you can find me on all those social medias. You can find me on Instagram. You can also follow all the Flophouse stuff on those social medias as well at Flophouse AF. Uh, we've got a big show coming up. We've got our big old anniversary show, September 18th, getting geared up for that. Three years in the business. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm throwing myself a party. <laughs> well, no one can party like Schwartzy can party. That's it. So, can't do like today, Schwartz. I usually close this out, but it's special. We're going to let Schwartzy take it home for us today. Schwartzy, to tell the people. That? You want me to tell him? Tell him. Tell him. You want me to give them the news? I want you to tell them what the re- what some of us already know. Do you want me to ring it in? Yes, ring it in, brother. Holler at them. Holler at the players. Show them the goods. Show them the goods. Smack it around. Yep, give them a little slap and tickle. T- <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you this, homies. It does not matter if it's wake and bake, and it does not matter if it's the midnight snuggy hour. Nobody's going to love you. Like Schwartzy's going to love you. Schwartzy, thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure is all on this end. 
And once again, we'd like to thank Schwartzy for joining us today. Very good to talk to Schwartzy always. Don't forget, you can catch him every Monday through Thursday on Wake and Bake at 9 a.m. We'd also like to thank our other sponsors at Pro Wrestling Edge, Edge of the Mind Podcast, Violent Femmes Conception, all the stuff that uh, the Radlock does. Thank you, everybody. Um, Next week on the Snuggie Hour, we potentially have a very special guest, so stay tuned. We'll be talking to you in a couple weeks, uh, talk to you real soon, let you know who that special guest is. As always, you can catch me on Twitter at DJCast underscore Sean. Facebook, social media, uh, Facebook, you can get us at the Snuggy Hour page. Uh, or you can email me at Sean, Sean Mick 612 at Gmail if you have any questions or you got anything you'd like to hear me talk about. Until then, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week.